Turn with me to the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians chapter 1. We'll begin reading in verse 1 here in just a moment. Years ago, when I gave my life to Christ, God changed my life. He wiped away every sin. He gave me a new beginning, a new hope, a new purpose. And I've never been the same. And of all the things to thank God for, I can think of nothing greater than to know that Jesus has saved my soul and that I've got a hope of heaven yet to come. No matter what may happen in this life, I know who is with me, and he will never fail. You know, God calls us to be thankful, to be grateful. And uh, one of the things you see in Scripture is that Thankfulness. The Bible says in, in one place, he says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Something about thanksgiving tends to open the heart of, of God towards his people, to, to delight in them and to uh, fellowship with them. Conversely, those who grumble and criticize and complain quench the Spirit of God. Uh, You see in the wilderness wanderings, over and over again, the Israelites grumbled in the wilderness. And over and over again, God was displeased and grieved and even angered by the grumbling. So we're called to be thankful. Paul uh, begins this letter, as he normally does, with a thanksgiving uh, and directs his heart towards the things that God has done and the things that God will do. And he is just delighting in the Lord. And I thank the Lord that uh, we have that privilege as God's people to be thankful. And that needs to be the regular attitude of our lives. One of gratitude because God has done so much for us. Psalm 103 says uh, to not forget all of the Lord's benefits. And so we're going to talk about this Thanksgiving today, and we need to cultivate that in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. The title of my message is Cultivating Gratefulness. Cultivating Gratefulness. Look with me at verse 1 of Philippians 1. It says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints who are in Philippi, including the overseers and the deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father, And the Lord Jesus Christ, I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus, cultivating gratefulness. How do you cultivate gratefulness in your life? Well, first of all, you need to thank God regularly for your history. Thank Him for your history. Verse 3, he says, I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you. Uh, He's remembering back to his ministry among them and to the people who've been saved, to the spiritual growth that he had seen. And his heart is just full of gratefulness. But you know, God has done many good things for us over the years, hasn't he? 
And when you begin to thank God for those things in your history, there's something about it. It just resets your heart. Uh, I, I've had times of great difficulty uh, when I have just just been worrying and struggling with, with my circumstances. And I'd make a choice. I didn't feel like it, but I would make a choice. I'd say, Lord, I'm going to be thankful for you. And I'm going to thank you. And I begin to thank God for different things. And it was just like a shift occurred in my heart. And I began to have a whole different attitude. God has done a lot of great things. Have you had any prayers answered lately? What about a few years ago? Have you seen God move in this church? Have you seen God answer prayer in your personal life? Has he brought you through some valleys? Has he brought you through some trials? Thank God for it. Has he brought you out of those sticking places spiritually? Thank God for it. Has he provided people in your life who have helped you grow and become the person that you are? Thank him for it. Are there people in your life that encourage you? Thank him for it. One of the things that God did in the Old Testament is he consistently pointed the Israelites back to the Exodus. He says, I'm the God who brought you out of slavery. (laughs) Remember what I've done. In the New Testament, we're called to remember the cross. And God says, look, remember, I am the one who saved you from sin. Your history is a very great blessing of God. You say, well, my history has not been easy. I've had difficulty. I've had problems in my family. I've had problems in my personal life. I've had sickness. I've had difficulty. I've had discouragement. Listen, can I tell you something? The Bible says that God works all things together for good to them that love God or the call according to his purpose. You can thank him for your history even when it's a negative history. Someone was once talking to me. He says, hey, I wish I could have been raised in a spiritual family. I wish my parents had loved Jesus and had set a good example for me, and they didn't. Why would God allow me to grow up in the home that I grew up in? And then he said, I believe it was so that God could teach me how to minister to other people like me. (laughs) Did you know God has a purpose in everything he allows in our life? Thank him. For the work that he is doing in your life now. But thank him also for your history. And this is a regular process that will bless you and help you develop gratefulness in your life. So cultivating gratefulness, how do you do it? Regularly thank God for your history. Secondly, for your deliverance. For your deliverance. Look at verse 4. Always praying. Now, uh, praying in my every prayer is kind of the idea The word that he uses for praying here in the original is a word that is often used in a time of crisis. And he says, I'm praying in this crisis period, but I'm remembering that God has delivered us in the past. Did you know, as you pray in crisis, as you remember what God has done in the past, it will encourage you in the present, and it will give you faith to pray for your deliverance in the present. God is a delivering God. Uh, he delivers, uh, in, he delivered Israel, he delivered us through the blood of Jesus, but he also delivers us regularly. Paul talks about all of the different 
um, struggles he went through. He says, I was beaten with a uh, with with rods. I, I, I was in prison. Uh, I went uh, sometimes without food and without adequate clothing. He said, I, I went through all of these things. And he says, I, I want to tell you something. The Lord delivered me out of them all. And he will deliver me. You see, as we pray for deliverance, we can thank God for the deliverance that he's provided in the past. And it will build our faith. I, I've told you before, this scripture verse, it's actually at the end of this very book that talks about uh, bringing your prayers to God with thanksgiving and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, there is something about that. And I've had times, have you ever had a bad attitude? I have. Uh, and, and I go to God in prayer, and I'm, tr- I'm talking about this problem. And I'll say, well, Lord, here's this thing. And, you know, I'm dealing with this, and I've got a bad attitude. And, you know, I'm telling him about, but I remember, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to inject some thanksgiving in that. And so I'll say, well, I thank you for this, and I thank you for that. But, God, I've just got this problem. And I, and I begin to tell him about the problem. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to thank Thank you for this and thank you. But somewhere along the way, God just changes it. He touches my heart, and he changes my attitude. And I realize God's delivered me in the past. He'll deliver me in the future. And regardless of how he answers this prayer, he will be with me. And, and, and I leave with the peace of God. So... Uh, cultivating gratefulness. How do you do it? Well, regularly talk to God and thank Him for your history. Thank Him for your deliverance. Thank Him for your joy. Look at verse uh, 4 again. He says, always praying with joy. Now, isn't this amazing? I'm praying for deliverance. I'm praying in this crisis, and yet I have joy. Isn't that an amazing thing, the joy of the Lord? Uh, I love First uh, Peter. Uh, Peter's he says, look, we're beset by all these different trials. Uh, we're facing all of these things, and yet we have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Listen, I'm going to tell you, that's a supernatural joy. That's not just a joy you can produce. It's a joy that comes about through the Holy Spirit of God having control in your life and having your focus on Jesus. He says, he says I am thanking God that I can offer this request, and I can do so in joy. Um, thank God for the joy that he brings in your life. You know, uh, God has given us a lot of things to rejoice in, and, and, and there are those spiritual things we've talked about, uh, such as our salvation. And, and, and what about the people of God? Uh, we had a breakfast. By the way, thank you, ladies. God bless you. <laughs> we had a breakfast this morning. Uh, thank you uh, for that. But uh, I want to thank God for those times we have to enjoy the company of one another and to be encouraged by God's people. Thank God for your family, right? That they Hopefully they bring joy to you. Some of them you may have to thank God in spite of, right? But, uh, but thank God for your family uh, and that brings joy. And I've got some family members here today, in case you didn't know, that it bring great joy to my life. And I, I'm so grateful for that. Uh, thank God for the, the material blessings that he's given you. Listen, I want to tell you something. Uh, the economy may be going south in some ways, but I want to tell you something. You and I are blessed beyond measure. Thank God for the good things he's given you. Uh, 
Uh, I remember we, when I was a kid, we had a car. Uh, we used to, as kids, called it the brown bomb. And you, you'd put your foot on the gas, and the car would think about it for a few minutes before it took off, you know. <laughs> and, do I want to go or do I not want to go? And, uh, and you could smell the oil coming through the, the dashboard, you know. I mean, it was, I remember that glorious day when we finally saw that car in the rearview mirror. Thank you, God. <laughs> and uh, uh, we got this car, and it was actually reliable. What a, what a day it was. Um, but uh, if you've got a car that turns on when you turn the key, praise God for it. Thank God for it. If you've got a home where you can sleep and uh, clothes that you could wear, thank God for it. If you're healthy today, thank God for it. There's plenty of people who aren't. Thank God for the things you're able to do. Uh, so he says, I have joy. I've got these things that are bringing joy in my life. Uh, if you hear a good song that you like, whatever the case may be, thank God for those things that bring you joy in life. And, and it, there's so many things. I believe God has created the universe for his glory, but I also believe that God has created the universe for us. Did you know that the, the earth is situated in the universe in just the right spot so that we can see all of God's creation. We can see those galaxies and we can explore and we can uh, behold the stars that are there and everything. And uh, Listen, God has given us so many blessings. We live in East Tennessee. I'm convinced this is God's country. Uh, I've been driving around and I've been thinking, God, this is just so beautiful. What you've created and it brings joy to my heart to see it. There have been some places I've lived I've not thought that. I mean, there, there's some beauty there, but not like here. Uh, thank God for that. So uh, thank God for your history. Thank God for your deliverance. Thank God for your joy. Thank God for your church. <laughs> Verse 5. Uh, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Now this word partnership is the word koinonia. It's a word for fellowship. It's the idea that we share together. And, of course, uh, the Philippians had shared with Paul their, uh, their financial resources. Um, but it also speaks of the sharing that we have as the people of God as we support one another. Isn't that a great blessing that we can support one another? We can uh, offer the prayers to God for each other. We can offer a word of encouragement from God's word. Uh, there have been times I've been uh, teaching a class, and I think I got more blessed than they did. Uh, yeah, it, it's amazing what God will do uh, as we gather together. We've got a church. Can I tell you, there's some places in some parts of the world where they don't have a building to live in, where they meet in fear for their lives. They have to be careful who they tell about their church. If, you, if we've got a church, we need to thank God for it. It is an amazing blessing. And can I just make a plug here? If you're not involved in Sunday school, get involved in Sunday school. Uh, that small group time, uh, uh, it, there's something about being together in that small group. You can do that here in this big group as well to some degree. But when you're in that small group, you can, you can share your burdens. You can share what you're going through. You can find that support. Uh, a lot and ask questions, right? Uh, so uh, Sunday school is a great thing we can do 
to enjoy this blessing of fellowship that God has given us. But thank God for it. Thank God. If you've got somebody together. Well, the scripture says in, in Genesis, it is not good for man to be alone. Right? And of course, he's talking about marriage. God created a lady named Eve for a man named Adam, right? Put the two of them together and uh, in that first marriage. And uh, what a wonderful blessing the family is. But I want to tell you, some, some people don't have a family. And some people have been disowned by their family. But if you're a child of God, you've got a family. You have got the people of God. And uh, listen, I want to tell you, some places in the world... If you trust Jesus Christ, you have no physical family. They disown you and won't speak to you. But the people of God can be there for you. I remember when I uh, left and uh, was going to my permanent duty station, my first base when I was in the Air Force. And I was way down in Texas, and I didn't know a soul. And I, I remember I went to a Dairy Queen to eat my first meal there. A pretty nice Dairy Queen. And... Uh, Got my meal and everything, and I was just sitting there. I had nobody to talk to, so I was talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, I said, I don't know a soul here, but I thank you that I know you. Isn't that a wonderful thing? There's no place that we can go that we, where we don't. But guess what? I not only had the Lord, I began to go to a local church down there. And guess what? I found that Christians down there love Jesus just like people up here love Jesus. And there was a kinship, and there was a family there. Uh, a spiritual family, and uh, praise God for that as Christians that we have that. Thank God for it. So uh, thank him for your history. Thank him for your deliverance, for your joy, for your church, for your confidence. Verse 6, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Um, isn't it great that God doesn't give up on us? I'm going to tell you, if you know Jesus Christ, the Bible says that those who repent and put their trust in Jesus have eternal life, and eternal life is just that. It's eternal. It's not life until you mess up or life until you blow it. It's eternal life. It's bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. <laughs> and because of that, we have security, security in Jesus Christ. But praise God, he doesn't give up on us. Uh, one little boy had a, had a uh, T-shirt that said, uh, uh, Be patient with me. God is not finished with me yet. Uh, and so we could all say that, can't we? Uh, thank, thank God that he is continuing to work on us, continuing to grow us, uh, continuing to uh, even discipline us in some cases. Uh, but he doesn't give up on us. And Paul says, I'm convinced he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Are you discouraged in your walk with God? Take heart. You may not be able to, but God can do it through you. And he's not giving up on you. He still has a plan for you, and he's going to finish it. That is our confidence in Jesus. And it won't be a glorious day one day when Jesus comes back and our faith becomes sight. And all of the, the old sin nature will be gone. And we'll be able to enjoy the Lord as we've never enjoyed him before. And uh, he'll be finished with us. Not finished with us in terms of our service to him, but finished in terms of our sanctification. And that'll be a, a great, wonderful day. 
He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. You can, if you're struggling today, you can thank God. Thank you, Lord, that though I don't see the way, you know the way. Thank, thank you, Lord, that though I don't have strength, you have all strength. Thank you, Lord, that though I'm weak, you're strong. Thank you, Lord, that you are the author and finisher of my faith. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Thank God for it. Your confidence that God will complete the work he began in you. So cultivating gratefulness. What should you do? How do you do that? Uh, Regularly go to God and thank him for your history, for your deliverance, for your joy, for your church, and for your confidence. And you will be on the way to cultivating a grateful heart. Uh, If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, can I tell you something? The beginning of a grateful heart, a truly grateful heart, like we've been talking about today, is to know Jesus. Um, To know the touch of his hand brings a whole new level of gratefulness. You know, uh, there's a lot of things we can enjoy, even even as lost people, that lost people can enjoy in this world. Uh, But there's something about knowing Jesus that, that brings a greater joy to everything in life. And that gratefulness, I begin, believe, begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, if you don't know him today, understand Jesus died for your sin on Calvary's cross. He paid the sin debt in full, said, it is finished. He rose again, and he asked you to make a decision to turn from your sin in your own way to follow him and to receive the free gift of eternal life. If you'd like to do that this morning, I'm going to ask you here in a moment as uh, the music begins to play, just to come here, down here to the front, and to, uh, to, to, I'll be right here at the front. I'll help you with a prayer of surrender and trust in Jesus Christ. Or if you'd like to, you can put in your own words, and you can come to this altar, and you can pray to the Lord there. But will you respond to him and begin that relationship with Jesus? And if you're a child of God today, maybe you have, have not been grateful in your life, and you've been Maybe you've been grumbling and you've been complaining and you just need to come to this altar and say, Lord, forgive me for that and uh, change my heart and give me a true heart of gratitude. Uh, Whatever your need may be, I'm going to invite you here to come just in a moment uh, as the music begins to play. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we ask that you would uh, just draw uh, people at this time, Lord, to faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that you would enable us as your people, Lord, to uh, turn from a a grumbling, uh, ungrateful spirit to a truly grateful heart uh, toward you. Father, let our hearts be filled with your joy. Let our mouths be filled with your praise. And we pray it in Jesus' name.